This is Bob Brosman talking to you today about slide guitar. I'm going to be talking about open G tuning, which is the preferred tuning of primitive people everywhere when they get a hold of a European guitar, whether it's in Cuba, Africa, Mexico, Hawaii, or Mississippi. And the sound of that tuning is a low D, followed by a G, followed by a D, and then G, B, D, as written in example number one. I like uh, the G tuning because um, it enables you to slide up to the tonic note, whereas open D tuning, which I also enjoy playing, doesn't provide you with that advantage. Uh, in, in example two, I'm just going to do a typical riff to slide up to that tonic note, utilizing the fourth string, the third string, and the first string. So I'm just going to slide that string, uh, the fourth string, into kind of an open third string. I like G-tuning because the top interval is very tight. It's just a minor third between the second string and the first string, the B and the D. So when you slide up to that triplet lick at the 12th fret, as in example 3A, it's going to sound like this in G-tuning. Whereas in D-tuning, I'll drop the B string down to A. It's a little more open sounding. That's that famous Elmore James dust my broom just as soon as I'm finished shining my shoe brush lick. Now, when I work with the slide, most of the work I do is on the first string. And there are a few small elements of sound that uh, I use, and then I put them together to make a total picture of different things you can do with the slide. The least obvious thing you can do with a slide is staccato notes, meaning really short, clipped-off notes. And I'll be damping with my left hand as well as my right hand when I play uh, example four, which is simply staccato notes, every single fret starting on the fifth fret and working up to the twelfth and back down again. Something like this. Two, three, four... do that again slowly. Now, you're damping with your left hand, index finger flesh on the fingerboard behind the slide, and you're also cutting those notes short with the heel of your right hand, as in any type of normal right hand guitar damping. The idea is to make a big, loud, fat note that shuts down as quickly as possible. I'll do that again a little more slowly. Three and four. Sometimes it's necessary to make a staccato note with an open string in between. And uh, in that case, it's necessary to pick up your slide and your damping finger at the same time. Still going to use a little bit of right hand damping. So that's going to sound something like this. Example number five. idea again of the damping is to cut out unwanted noise from the wrong side of the string. When you're playing slide, on the other side there's a negative universe of sound. And unless you're very intentionally playing that sound, that just comes across as noise added to the slide. So damping with your index finger, as it's indicated in the text, really helps to get rid of that 
and damping with your right hand helps clean up the sound in between the beats. It's real important with slide to get an intuitive feel rather than just memorizing put your finger here, put your finger there, and it's necessary to use your ears to hear the pitch. So example six is a way to develop that using long slides into a staccato short note. So in other words, you've got to relax your arm, slide up to the note, and then immediately make your muscles very tense in order to stop exactly at that note. And I'm talking about example six using frets three, five, nine, and twelve and back down, sort of spelling out a G seventh chord, something like this. Um, it's quite a bit easier to do that sliding up than sliding down. You don't have much use for the sliding down to it, but it's a real good exercise for uh, coordinating your ears and your muscles. Example 7 deals with a, a sound I call strike and slide, where you set up a grace note and then you rhythmically jerk your hand up to the note you want. Uh, so I'm going to take those same G7 intervals and play them in a strike and slide manner, beginning on the third fret. Now, that might sound a little odd and pedantic uh, as an exercise, since that's what it is. Uh, used in a lick, you'll hear a lot of times things like this. So I'm using that as part of a triplet. And in this case, it's not a written example, but it's uh, fret 5, 3, and 0 on the first string. Sort of a blues figaro, if you will. Example 8 uses that strike and slide concept in a simple passage. Uh, I'll just set up the rhythm on the first string, fifth fret, and then I'll begin to drop it down to uh, the z lower strings using the frets 3, 2, 0 over and over again on descending strings. It sounds something like this. Play that again slowly. This is example eight. And blues being improv improvisational music, uh, you should never play this the same way twice. I didn't. When you're playing a slide on the first string, to avoid hitting the other strings, you lean the slide outward. When you're playing on more than one string, generally speaking, the slide has to be parallel to the fingerboard. And when you're grabbing inside notes, I actually lean inward and just grab the string I want with the edge of the slide, which is why I use a bottleneck with a rounded edge. And naturally, I recommend the Brazophonic bottleneck through uh, available through Latch Lake Productions. Example 9 uses all three of those positions. The first measure is simply played like this. The next one is parallel. And then a little tilt in with... Let me put that together. Example 10 is that famous Little Red Rooster lick, which Howlin' Wolf stole from Robert Johnson's Walking Blues, which, of course, Robert Johnson stole from Sunhouse's Walking Blues. And it features that 
third string, third fret, B-flat note, that blues note, which I just call your buddy because every lick bounces off of it and you it, you wind up relying on it a lot. So the standard lick, I'm going to go across the whole fingerboard on the sixth and fifth string to introduce it, and then the middle strings, and then wind up on the first string. Example 10, therefore, sounds like this. Example 11 is going to elaborate on the Little Red Rooster lick, and uh, I will do the first four measures, and then I will continue with further elaborations. Obviously, this is just a framework for developing your own ideas. And 11 sounds like this. technique um, is something I stole from Hawaiian guitar technique. Very briefly, uh, harmonics are a, a technique of dividing the string in half, normally done by laying a finger on the, for example, on the 12th fret. But you may discover by accident that if you lay your finger on the 12th fret and play on the wrong side of the string, you get exactly the same thing but with better tone. So now that you know that, if you're wearing a thumb pick, it's possible to make the harmonic with the karate chop part of your uh right hand while strumming also with your right hand while you can you know do anything you want with your left hand so if you can do that that means you could then go up the fretboard to make artificial harmonics by keeping the karate chop part of your hand always 12 frets above the note you want now a way of practicing this in front of the tv set without thinking i'll start at the uh fifth fret making a harmonic over the 17th fret and just go up chromatically using the fourth to first strings just to uh, get my muscles coordinated between the full fret movement of uh, the bottleneck and what is essentially a half a fret movement of your harmonic hand. Example 12 sounds like this. On most guitars, you run out of frets, 12 frets above the 7th fret, so obviously you have to learn to develop um, a physical touch there because uh, it's not possible for your eyes to focus on your bottleneck hand and your harmonic hand, not without having an operation to sever those eye muscles. Example 13 uses a little harm palm harmonic flourish, happens to be in the key of C, uh, just for ease of learning how to do the technique. However, it can be done in any key. So it's just a little resolution into the C chord, uh, beginning at the fifth fret, and it sounds something like this. And uh, if you were to play it in G, it would sound like... Not an easy technique, though. Don't try this at home. Well, try it at home, but try it about 5,000 times. The super advanced technique illustrated on 14 is very dangerous to your mental health, but if you absolutely insist on trying it, what you need to do with your karate chop part of your hand is get out of the way of making a harmonic before you arrive at the first string. It gives you this massive interval of a tenth in a very chime-like effect, and that sounds something like this. A normal harmonic would sound like... And you actually want those first three notes, but you want the last note to be... So it's an octave lower, and that sort of sounds like this.
not very bluesy, but uh, you play the right notes and it can sound very bluesy. For example, uh, if I were to do some nice G7 there, it starts to sound very nice. Uh, main thing with playing slide guitar is to have a lot of patience. It's not as easy to learn as a bunch of scales. It's uh, quite intuitive, and really the thing to do is listen to the music you love the best until it's coming out of your ears, and once it's coming out of your ears, it doesn't take a whole lot more to get it to come out of your hands. Thanks for listening.